It's time for another episode of Legally Unfiltered. Legally Unfiltered is a legal show that talks about legal topics in the media and legal topics that affect your life. This week, this week, we're talking about something that we're seeing more and more of, Richard, which is what happens when things go viral and lives are destroyed. And then in the aftermath, we discover that the thing that went viral, the video, the comment, the quote, isn't the entire story. So the question presented is, can one be wrongly accused and wrongly convicted in the court of public opinion? Well, we've already established firmly. Oh, yes, we have. So it is a legally unfiltered principle, folks, that in the court of public opinion, neither due process exists nor the presumption of innocence. Nor the rules of civil procedure. (laughs) It is not a trial by jury. It is a trial by mob and witch hunt. So that being said, we're talking about this in the context, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about this in the context of a recent Chipotle employee that went, basically she woke up one day, something went viral from before that, mm-hmm. her, she was blasted on social media. Oh yeah. And so, you know, we're talking major social media, people are, are messaging her and saying, hey, what's going on? And so... Then we discover there's maybe more to it. Yeah, let's let's back it up a little bit and give a little context. So here's the deal. The young lady who works for Chipotle, uh, she is the manager of this particular store. She sees a couple of individuals come into the store and get in line. Uh, these two individuals are about to order some food, and she makes some sort of statements to them along the lines of, hey, you guys have to pay first because y'all Wait. don't usually pay for your food. Wait. Wait. Shot. You have to pay for the food at Chipotle. Well, she said you have to pay first. Okay. Which so, which is a little out of character. Normally you go in line, you get your food, you pay at the end, you go on and eat your food, right? I've never gone to Chipotle before. Well, typically that's what happens. You go in and place your order, work your way down the line, pay for your food at the end, sit down and eat. Um, however, there's another way to place orders at Chipotle, and that's just call them in or order them on their little app. And this is not a Chipotle plug, folks. I'm just trying to explain how this scenario happens. And apparently these two individuals had been to this Chipotle before. They had a bit of history. They had a bit of history, and they seemed to have found a wrinkle in the Chipotle processes. What was that? That wrinkle is that you could place an order to go for pickup. And if you've recently been to Chipotle, you know how that works. They literally just put all the to-go orders on a bookshelf, similar to the ones we have here in the Sprinkle Law Firm, that's sitting down next to the register. And what these young lads did on the previous trip to Chipotle was place that to-go order, go down to pick up their orders off the bookshelf, hand a credit card to the uh, individual running cash register, and, uh, and, and that credit card came back declined, and the guys just walked out and left. So they committed misdemeanor theft? Misdemeanor theft. Okay. Yeah. And now this, this is on Chipotle... Uh, surveillance video or security video. They've got this recorded. So when the guys came back the next time, the young lady working the counter said, hey, y'all got to pay. You guys come in here and you eat and you dine and dash and and, and you don't pay. So you got to pay first this time. Well, I don't know at what point the cameras started rolling, but sooner or later, we all know, everybody now thinks they're, you know, Cecil B. DeMille. Everybody's got a video camera on their phone. It became less about the not paying 
for the food and more about you're a racist right and by the way picking on me what's the ethnicity richard of the of the young lady in question Uh, not the two gentlemen but the well we haven't discussed anybody's races yet Well, because but i just want to get that on the table right well in the video she appears to be caucasian however she's not she is she is hispanic okay and uh the two individuals are a couple of young african-american males and they go out of their way to talk about how this white manager at Chipotle is preventing two young, upstanding black men from getting a meal after they just left the gym and working out. So, so this is a little different, folks, from the Starbucks incident where there are some people sitting, not ordering anything, and the manager asked them, so to speak, to leave. This right. is based on a historic track record with these, these individuals. These same individuals. These same individuals for not paying. And, and basically what she's saying is, Hey guys, y'all got to pay first. Yeah, because you never have any before, and we know what happened before. So you're gonna have to pay, or else you got to get out. So a video is created. A video is created, and the video is put online, and within hours, this video goes viral. Right, and it is all across the country. And the young lady is receiving death threats. She is getting smeared all over the internet. Um, She's being accused of being every racist term you can label uh, a Caucasian individual out there um, which is ironic because she's not but uh, that's that's what she's being labeled as and this is this is problematic so the, it, so, the problem gets deeper because Chipotle terminated her so social media creates the mob effect that's right Chipotle terminates her because of optics obviously the, the optics don't align with the reality of what really happened not at all Okay, so we've seen this before, right? Sure. We've seen what happens when when things go viral and we convict first, truth later. Mm-hmm. It came out later, did it not, that I guess I'm going to ask, did the truth come out later post-termination? Oh, the truth came out relatively quickly. There was another individual who is a, uh, he's he's one of these guys who, he's a data analyst for a media company, um, and I don't have his name at hand right now, but a data analyst for a media company, started doing some digging. <clears throat> and he got on the social media accounts of the two young men who were making these claims, and the two young men who posted the video. And oddly enough, Franz, do you know what he found? What's that? He found photos and posts on Facebook where the young men were bragging about dining and dashing from where? Chipotle. Chipotle. So they were bragging about these events from the days and weeks prior and they're the same guys that went crazy posting the video and so all of a sudden this guy created a surge in the other direction. Suddenly, he created another internet mob. Now, this mob was fighting for the right answer and not the wrong answer, but suddenly there's a, a big upswell of support for the young lady. And once that started growing, now Chipotle steps in and says, yeah, sorry, we're wrong. We're going to offer you your job back. Um, would you want to work with Chipotle after that? She did not. Um, I would not. Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, an employer who just <laughs> takes the word of, a, of an angry mob over their own employee has 
issues. That's just but that's kind of where bad. we that's kind of where we are now, right? Yeah. In crisis management, we fire first, we terminate first, because we sever relations. relations. Is the first thing on everybody's mind because and and no one is patient for the truth. Yep. Even if the truth takes a few minutes, we want to move faster than the truth. That's right. The truth is never sexy enough. It's never good enough. It's never fast enough. Truth isn't as good as perception. Right. So. What do you do when you're in that situation? So this is the unicorn, right? Yeah. This is the instance where you're actually able to exonerate the false claim to the mob. And in fact, reverse the mob polarity, for lack of better phrasing. And effectually prove the accuser is the actual racist. Right. But this is hard to do, especially when it's a he said, she said, especially when it's this is what happened. And, and there's no well, independent. It didn't help that there was. I mean, it didn't hurt that there was proof that these R- young men right. actually did pull a dine and dash at Chipotle. When they bragged about it. Well, it's now. Now let's talk about her remedies, because she's not. Well, you she, can't sue an angry mob. You can't sue an angry mob. You can't name the internet in a lawsuit. You could sue the young men, but what are you going to get out of the uh, get out of that turnip? Judgment proof. This is not a. This is not a term reflected on race. Unless one of them still lives but, at home and mom and dad well, have a nice homeowners policy what I was, or something. What I was about to say is. If you're willing to dine and dash at Chipotle, I'm guessing that your solvency, your your financial stability may be off a little. No, you know, some people do stuff like that for the thrill. Okay, fair there, enough. There, there's, 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 and, and maybe you've seen them in your experience in, a, in, in the criminal defense world. There are people who do like little small minor misdemeanor thefts and whatnot, shoplifting, just for the fun of it. And I don't understand some, that. Some people... They just want to watch the world burn. They just want to watch the world burn. So so she can, I mean, Chipotle, I think it's reasonable that, I mean, I don't agree with what Chipotle did, Richard, but I think they're insulated from termination, right? Well, probably. Um, depending on where it was, if it's an at-will state, you know, they can they can terminate for any reason. And, and to be honest, looking at both sides of the coin, Chipotle has an obligation to somebody else here, and that's their shareholders. And if they're short, they're worried about their stocks dropping through the floor over being labeled as having racist managers or whatever, they need to contain that in a, in, in a very real way. So if you're in her shoes, because this is part of what I wanted to talk about for this episode, if you're in her shoes and, and this happens to you, what do you do? I mean, you can fire torpedoes back on social media, but we, we've, that doesn't it's satisfying but doesn't always solve the issue Mm-mm. in a crisis management situation like this if you're the if you're her and you've been accused of this you wake up and this is how it went down right she wakes up and everybody's like messaging her saying hey, are you okay horrible her, her own mother was calling her you know are you all right i'm hearing about all this crazy stuff right so so what do you do what do you think i mean what do you what do you do if you're her you take a deep breath and try to gather up as much truthful evidence as possible and hope and pray that people listen. I mean, I don't know what other answer you have. I mean, I and, truthfully and don't. thank goodness, thank goodness that in this, she was able to do that because I could see this going far south very quickly and not ever coming north again. There are people out there that have taken their own lives based on Internet bullying. And this could quickly have turned into a situation like that. Very quickly could. Thankfully, this young lady had the wherewithal to step back and say, no, this is wrong. 
um, and 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 I'm gonna do what I need to do to fight it. But at the same time, you know, just and this is just me speaking personally. These internet mobs have a short memory span, so well the, the give it a week and it'll be gone. The, the trolls, yeah. the ones that will make anonymous post comment. Um, sometimes they 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 don't make it anonymously. If you and, and and I preface this by saying, as you know, I do a lot of media commentary, both for for radio, local radio, um, as well as news outlet news outlets in Baton Rouge. What I have noticed is a story once created has an organic life of its own in terms of the of the of the reaction. Mm-hmm. You can read quotes and see quotes that have nothing to fundamentally do with the heart of the story. Right. About race, about economic disparity, about about justice sometimes. Somebody'll slip in a plug for their website which yeah. has nothing to do yeah. with anything. I, yeah. Oh yeah. The these stories, they're like organic creatures that 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 breathe, eat, you know, and grow on their own. Mm-hmm. So you may not be able to do anything. Now in this one, again, this this one had the happy ending, right? This one had the happy ending that we 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 see there was a tide turned and and you know she's not racist these guys in fact were perpetrating crimes against against you know chipotle, chipotle sure you know and i don't know it just the 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 in the me too movement we've talked about it before alan dershowitz calls this the neo mccarthyism right mm, yes where 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 we we slay first you know it's it's the alice in wonderland you know oh yeah sentence first trial later sure so i i just this I'm not shocked that this so could, could so easily happen. What I'm disappointed at is we haven't, in the span of time that social media and media have been existing, we haven't gotten better. We haven't gotten better at them as a society, as a mob, as 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 people that interact. We've only gotten worse, right? I mm-hmm. mean, now we see it a lot of times. Richard and I say it a lot of times from the standpoint of, and and, and look, this is an example of something that happened that may not in in and of itself have a criminal element to it or a civil element to it on the front end, although they've they've committed a fraud by alleging that she did something she didn't do. So there's potential for defamation or or slander or libel libel in this case. Right. But but we see it more often, folks, when we represent people accused of crimes. Right. And the media does a story on it and, you and know. they destroy them. And they destroy them or, which, you know, again, you, you get into the world of, on one hand, now look, when I'm representing somebody, Richard, I want to see those comments because I want to see what, not just the trolls are thinking, but what maybe potential the potential jurors but are t- thinking. Potential jurors <laughs> are thinking because there are trolls and there are potential jurors, That's right? That's right. And, and then so, there are troll potential jurors. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I just. I have no patience. I have no patience with with the way we've become. And I'm pretty heavily involved in social media, as you know. But the way we just try to destroy people on social media, that it that it doesn't. You know, the, there is no ends justify the means. Now, look, I can also see the other side of this. Part of our problem is not just the destructive nature in our actions, but part of the problem is how quickly information is disseminated without being vetted. Mm-hmm. We live in a, a what I call a wiki media world where where truth, truth as we said earlier, is is so quickly 
forwarded. And, and how many times is it that you see a post about an article or a video where you don't even watch it, but you just read the headline and then you click on it and you're like, that headline is misleading because it has nothing to do with with what I just read, you know? Clickbait. Yeah. So. Happens all the time. Well, now here's the thing, though. When you see these posts online, they're not flagged like blue ones are true and red ones are false. You don't have pill. a way to filter these out. So yeah, people take what they see. You know, people used to take things in print as being the gospel. If it was, if somebody went through the trouble of printing it and disseminating it, it must be true. Then this something came out called uh, supermarket tabloids, like the National Enquirer and other people who may or may not be printing the truth from time to time. So we learned to take some things with a bit of skepticism, but. The internet rolls around and people think, well, the internet, man, back in the days when it was a new thing, if it's worthy of being on the internet, it must be true. It's almost like we've hit the same cycle again. Well, I, I, I tell you, you some know, of us remember when the internet was a new thing. That's okay. <laughs> so for me, going full circle, because if you're listening to this, you may, you may want some insight on crisis management. What the biggest piece of advice I always tell people is, and it even stands true, it even stands true in, in this case is when a crisis occurs, when when the mob gets its pitchforks and torches and they're and they're at the gate, you got more time than when you, what you think you do. You need to slow down, get your ducks in a row, get your evidence together, so that when you present your response, you can have a response that's that's, I guess, effective. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care if it's if it's you're accused of doing something at your employment that you didn't do. I don't care if it's if it's you're being accused of being a racist or being involved in something, take a minute, take a breath, and realize you got more time than than what you actually think you have. Mm-hmm. The mob wants you to respond immediately. Oh, sure. And and I've talked about this before. I've taught a seminar recently, Richard, about dealing with media when you're an attorney or when you're in a crisis. And I've I've said often that the media will be there when you're ready. Mm-hmm. They need you more than you need them. Now, you may want to get a message out, and your message needs to be, like I said, well thought out, well planned out. Um, but in the case of this Chipotle employee, man, I like the fact that they were able to extract social media information from these two guys. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that she was able to document, you know, I don't know if we, if we talked about it or not. I don't know if she had called the police on them previously or not. So I don't know. I mean, it wasn't in the original article I read. No. I tell you, Chipotle, you know, I don't, and coming full circle, I I, I agree with you. I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm totally down on Chipotle. I I don't eat a lot of Chipotle anyway, so it's not going to affect my dietary habits. Um, There probably are people that as a result of this story will not eat Chipotle again. Possibly. I'm assuming this young lady will not be eating Chipotle anytime in the near future. Possibly. You know, the best case scenario for her is she's able to parlay her story. Into managing an Izzo's? Oh, <laughs> Izzo's for those who don't know. The other burrito place. It's a burrito place locally. It's actually very delicious, but but I don't know. I mean, so so we just wanted to touch on this this week. It, it's it's we see it more and more. I saw it recently with the Starbucks incident. We've seen it with Chipotle. Um, if you've seen this. If you've seen this kind of viral, you know, visceral response to something that may not be entirely what it looks like, 
do us a favor and shoot us an email at, at, at legallyunfiltered at gmail.com. Um, it goes without saying that these episodes, we try to cover things that we think are important and relevant. And there may be things that we're just not seeing that locally on a local level that you are seeing. And, you know, people are accused, not just in the justice system, they're accused of doing things all the time where, where the entire story is not being portrayed, Richard. And we like, we, we, here at Legally Unfiltered, we like there to be the entire story. We like there oh, to yes. be that little bit of due process in the court of public opinion that doesn't exist. Yeah. So, uh. yeah. Chipotle fires employee for essentially holding guests accountable. And it goes viral, and she's accused of being racist against said guests. And it turns out that the guests had basically dined and dashed before and probably yep. will dine and dash again. Possibly. That's about it for this episode of Legally Unfiltered. This has been attorney Franz Borkart and attorney Richard Sprinkle. If you want more information about Legally Unfiltered and how to find more about Richard and I, go to www.legallyunfiltered.com. We got a website, Richard. We got a website. Yeah, we got a re- website. So we got you, email addresses. Yeah. We got podcasts. Fancy, we're on the radio. Fancy. High tech, low drag. So, so speaking of podcasts, where can they listen to episodes on the podcast? Well, they can find us on Apple's iTunes, Apple's podcast app. Uh, they can find us on SoundCloud and they can find us on Google Play. And if you're in the local Baton Rouge area, you can listen to us on Talk 107.3 Saturday evenings. I think we air at about 7.30 after Gordy Rush. Um, you can listen on their app as well. So, you know, we appreciate you guys. And, and we, we are worldwide. Global, baby. That's right. Global. So drop us a line. Let mm-hmm. us know what you would like to hear about. And please, please, please follow us on social media as well. Facebook, Twitter. And that's about it, folks. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. I'm going to go get a burrito. The views and opinions expressed in Legally Unfiltered do not constitute legal advice. If you would like legal advice on the topics that we've discussed, send us money. That's right. Go ahead and retain us. Do not, kids, try this at home.